With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You got a suit? Yeah. And suit up. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Gives them with you to the end of the line. Because that's what he was doing. FantasyFootballLeague.com is back with a brand new invention. Okay, it's not really a new invention, but they've got a cool twist on the dynasty leagues they're currently providing. One quarterback, three running back, four wide receivers, a tight end, two flex, no kickers and defenses, 24 rounds. They also have redraft leagues, best ball leagues, entry fees from $19.99 to $2,999. Go check them out. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com What's happening, guys? And welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And we are the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com. And we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. Lots of good podcasts over there. And tonight there is no man of the hour. There is no man with the power in this intro. Jerry and his family are on a much-deserved vacation getting down to the Bahamas to get recharged and relaxed and ready to go for what should be a pretty awesome 2019. Just want to hit you with a couple of things real quick. Head over to draft.com and go ahead and get signed up with the promo code DWZ Draft. That'll get you a free $3 coupon into an event. You can go on there. You can get ready for week one. You can do some preseason DFS. I know guys have been making money left and right out there doing the, the preseason DFS thing. So go ahead and head over to Draft, get set up with an account, and again, use that code DWZDRAFT for that $3 free coupon. I uh, also want to shout out to the Patreons. What's up, Patreons? We appreciate you guys. And we've actually got one of the Patreons on tonight's show. His name is James, and he goes by Lineups and Chill. He took part in our mock draft. That is our 12-team, 14-round PPR, ESPN mock draft, basically the one that you're going to be doing this weekend with your work buddies or your gym buddies or just your old school league. You know, it's redraft season. Uh, this coming weekend, I believe, is the biggest redraft weekend of the year. So this is the perfect podcast to listen to over there. But back to Patreon, just patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And for as little as a buck a month, you get the extra bonus podcast each week that drops on the weekend, you get into the group chat, you get your Twitter trades answered, you get, you know, any question of Jerry and I that we get to, you get them answered. So lots of good stuff over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone, And I will be doing a bonus news episode. It'll either drop Thursday or Friday, depends on what happens with my work schedule. And if I can round up a guest to do the news with me, 
Give you a little dynasty spin, a little redraft spin. You know, we got to know what's going on with Zeke. We got to know what's going on with Melvin Gordon. We got to know what's going on with Mr. Big Chest, a.k.a. Mr. Big Checks, Mr. Blonde Mustache out there in Oakland. And we'll try to get all that covered for you as well. And again, tonight's episode is our very special. We've, we've done it now two years in a row. We call it our Rock Out With Your Mock Out. And man, we've got some rowdy friends here. We've got 10 guys in the in the Google Hangout, two more uh, guys drafting at home, not being recorded. And this is a hard hitters league. And you'll see, you know, what, what we see. So I think it's the perfect companion piece to listen to on the morning of your redraft draft. Uh, share it with a friend. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. And my last ask is to head over to Apple, that's iTunes, and leave a five-star review, a little rating action, and make sure to leave your uh, your name and or Twitter handle and or email address, a.k.a. a way for me to get a hold of you. Uh, got some big things cooking in the very near future as we're looking to run down 100 total reviews. So anyway, not going to uh, make this open very long because the show itself is about 90 minutes. We really want you to enjoy it, but here is your warning. Warning. Warning, danger. This one's got a handful of uh, four-letter words. Now, only one F-bomb. That was by Jerry. Listen for it. He may have got sniped once or twice during this. And uh, maybe a a shit in there. And, uh, you know, the old don't be a dick. But outside of that, not too bad. We try to keep it clean. And we really want you to enjoy the show. So please share it. Please rate it. Please review it. And please enjoy the show. I look forward to talking to you guys later in the week for some news. And for you Patreons listening, I look forward to uh, dropping a pretty good episode for you this weekend. Hope you all have a great week. Enjoy the mock draft episode, and we'll see you right back here next week. Thanks, guys. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. And here it is, the Dynasty Warzone Redraft Mock Special. And speaking of special, I'm going to go right to my co-host. Jerry, what's going on, buddy? I am leaving for the Bahamas in 12 days, so or 12 hours, excuse me. So this is the last glorious thing I get to do before I sit on a plane for a few hours. Well, we are very fortunate in that we are, again, joined by not only by some of the best, but by some of the uh, funniest guys in the industry. So I'm just going to go by the draft order. For whatever reason, I got the 101, which I hate. If you know me, you know that I hate drafting on either end. I only like drafting in the middle. But uh, somehow, whenever I draft, I draft next to this guy, whether it's the Al Bundy division of the Scott Fish Bowl 8 or uh, the Trade Addicts 7 League. He is Kevin Wheeler. Wheeler, what's going on, buddy? How's it going, man? Good to be here. Uh, not happy to be uh, drafted next to you, but at least this doesn't count. 
Uh, yeah, we're just drafting this one for fun. But uh, we got, we got another special guest, a first timer here in the Dynasty War Zone, and it is James, aka at Lineups and Chill on Twitter. James, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Uh, just happy to be part of the draft. Uh, so tell so as a new guy here, some of these knuckleheads have been here multiple times. Uh, one of these guys coming up in just a second practically lives here. But uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and uh, the start you're trying to make in the Twitter and Dynasty world. Yeah, I started a website, uh, lineupsandchill.com, um, just basically just posting player threads, um, especially with the preseason going on. There's a lot of guys that are uh, common players. Um, of common uh, regular uh, fantasy players don't know about. So I, I started a set with Williams, um, Keyshawn Johnson. Just uh, basic information for people to um, learn more about the players. Um, I've got that going on. I have blog posts probably once every week or so. Just about current subjects. I just posted something about Kalen Blage and, uh, and Kenyon Drake um, recently. So that's pretty much it. Well, that's awesome, man. G- glad to have you. Proud to have you. And uh, you're a member of our Patreon family and my half of the Listener League. Now, Drafty Number 4 will not be on the podcast, but he is a good friend of the show and a member of the World Famous Goat Leagues. His name is Keith Bullinger. Keith is a very good Dynasty and Redraft player. Couldn't make room for him and to get everybody in the Hangout, but thanks to Keith for jumping on. And then another old friend, John Debari of the Fantasy 40 and the DLF. What's up, Dabari? Hello, sir. Thanks for having me. I look forward to winning this draft. You look forward... No, no. ESPN, unlike Fantasy Pros or... Uh, I don't know, some of the ones that give you grades. They won't grade this one, but I, I have no doubt that you, in fact, will win. What do uh, you and Coach Burke and uh, FF Coldwater... Uh, what, what you all got going on over at the 40? Nothing. We're wrapping up our all 32 series, which we've done the last couple off seasons, basically breaking down every single team in the league. So we got about 12 more to go before the season kicks off. But we will I think we have two episodes coming out this week. So we're getting there. Yeah, I, I like the all 32. And uh, tell uh, tell Walker and uh, Coach Burke, we said, hey, and this next guy, he's here so often I should charge him rent just for for showing up but now he is a a good friend and a great podcaster and he is here without his sidekick seth but you know him as kyle from the fantasy football fellas what's up kyle what's up bro two times in two weeks hanging out with you so i appreciate you uh inviting me back on yeah i'm uh looking forward to this because redraft is the format of your guys podcast and you guys recently made a very uh, nice list and you've got more episodes dropping so what's happening with the fellas yeah, man, we're we're keeping busy. Uh, we're dropping three episodes a week through the month of August. We ramp it up to four in season. So, I mean, we're we're staying busy with the podcast. I'm doing some writing right now as well. I don't know who I tricked to let me do that for a couple of websites, but uh, oh man, it's been a very busy off season, and, and the podcast is is uh, is getting a lot of a lot of good pub right now. It seems like so that's, that's always fun. But we're just looking forward to to starting the season and, and win some championships. And this next guy, I don't know how he has any time to do anything but write because he covers Devi, college, the NFL, fantasy, the whole nine yards for the team over at fakepigskin.com. He is another returning guest. It's Shane P. Hallam. What's going on, Shane? Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, I, I don't 
no redraft as much. So I, I, I keep trying to trade all my picks for 2021st, but it's not working out too well. Uh, I'm your guy. Kyle is your guy. He, he, he will give you a 2020. Who is this year's Amir Abdullah? And Kyle will give you a 2021st for him. F you, bro. <laughs> I never get to live that one down. Uh, never, in a, never in a million years will you live that down. We've already said hello to Jerry who will be drafting in the eight spot. And this next guy, you won't hear him on many podcasts, although you hear him on this one each and every week. He is the voice of the intro of the Dynasty Warzone. He is Big Jim Slade. He is uh, he's a redraft player, uh, lays low, but he always comes over to uh, give us the working class, the average Joe's uh, take on this. What's going on, Jim? Blue-collar picks, that pretty much sums it up. And picking a nice spot, i got to be honest, I'd rather get a prostate tumor because it's that much of a pain in my backside. <laughs> so so there, there, there's Jim and, and his prostate tumor. And this last, this no, next guy, not last guy, last guy's coming up, uh, is Sal Lido. Sal of the FF Funhouse, uh, the FF Breakhouse, the FF Taking the Summer Off House. What's going on, Sal? Yeah, uh, Jim, I'm putting my gloves on coming over get ready one figure or two yeah um we uh yeah i've been i've been vacationing i've been taking time off ever since the uh, potathon that we did that a few people here joined us on i um i've just been lounging around and not doing a whole lot so um i'm actually on an internal search to find a shut air advantage so i can get antonio brown back on the field and wear that nice new 84 raiders jersey my son bought me for father's day now, Sal is our resident Raiders fan, and I'm I'm sorry in advance, Sal, that uh, Antonio Brown is such a uh, he's such a headache for you, but he is the gift that keeps on giving to us as podcast hosts. Uh, have you bl- have you dyed your mustache blonde yet? I have uh, not just my mustache, hair on other places as well, and <laughs> um, I am a firm believer that you need to be slightly crazy to be great. So I think he's going to be awesome when he actually gets on the field. I just found out the curtain matches the drapes, and uh, this, this the guy drafted at the the eleven spot is uh, Diddy Matt Dent, an, an, another goat, another Michigan Michigan representative. Jim's a big fan, another big fan. another Lions fan, big fan of Diddy. Uh, he is just going to draft offline, uh, another dynasty and redraft player from the goat leagues. And speaking of the goat leagues, uh, last in the draft order, but number one in our hearts, he is JD. All the way from the other side of the border in there, uh, Canada. What's going on, JD? Appreciate having me, Randy. Always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, look at this star-studded uh, roster you got going for this draft, man. This is going to be fun. You know, I, I'm excited. And it, it is a bit of work to be able to get this thing pulled together. First of all, thanks to all of you. Uh, Jim from driving over across town. Uh, Diddy and Keith taking this draft uh, from their personal phones and you know, doing all that. And then all you guys coming on to help us hang out. So the draft will start here in about seven minutes. Uh, I will start with Kyle because Kyle is a Cowboys fan. Big Cowboys fan. Is that right, Kyle? Yes, sir. So so how are you feeling about Zeke right now? We're going to find out where he's going to go in this draft in just a minute. But where are you currently taking him? Uh, you're going to be on the clock at, let's see here, 106. Is that correct? Yep. Is he in play there for you? Yeah, I mean, it's all sunshine and rainbows, really. I mean, it's not like you have your owner out there joking around about it really not mattering whether his all-pro running back is in camp or not or anything. Uh, so it's just always a circus every single year with the Cowboys, but uh, they're my team, so I'm stuck with them, I guess. But, yeah, it's uh, a tough decision that fantasy owners have to make right now. For me, as we're you know recording this, 
it's you know we're ahead of preseason week three and zeke is just one of those guys that i'm willing to uh i'll take the loss on if it ends up not working out but I, i'm still paying the price in at fourth overall for me he's in play um so obviously here at six uh, it doesn't really matter if i show my hand on this uh mock draft but I'm, I'm taking Zeke still at four just because once he's out there, I think he's the, the top running back in the league. He's just going to get the most work. I think the touchdown numbers come up from last season. Uh, you know, if it gets closer to the season and I, and you don't want to take that risk, I totally get it. But uh, as of right now, I'm still taking a shot on Zeke. I think his situation lends itself to him being there uh, a little bit more than the Melvin Gordon situation, for example. All right. Well, I'm going to bounce this next one to JDB because you're up at the 105. Is Zeke going to get past you? Yes. Oh, hard, hard hitting analysis. Nice. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching Zeke. I don't know when he's coming back. I, a lot of the times these guys who miss uh, big chunks of camp or early parts of the season end up getting hurt. I'm going to fade him right now. If he shows up, you know, tomorrow and get some reps before the season starts, I'll take him. But if he's not in camp, I am going to be skipping out on him entirely. All right, and I'm going to go across the border to J.D. J.D., now I know you're a big Melvin Gordon fan, and I believe you have Melvin in the uh, GOAT League, at least the OG GOAT League. Are, are you getting nervous? Are you cool with taking him in the second round, third round? Uh, where are you at with Melvin Gordon? So I'm not usually a handcuff guy, as you know, but I've protected myself in the leagues where I do have Gordon. I, I did go out and get Eckler in deals. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not happy about it. He's probably the guy I'm worried about the most. I, I figure Zeke, uh, probably going to be playing, but, uh, similar to what Kyle was saying, but yeah, it's making me nervous. It's not ideal, but like I keep telling dynasty land, let's don't go selling Melgo right now, man. It's not the time. So you went out and got the wrong backup. Good job. <laughs> I've got, I've got just, I've got JJ too, man. Trust me. I, I, love I, him. I, already, I already had JJ. I had to go out and get Eckler. Can I ask you guys a question, uh, Memphis, while you got the Melvin Gordon talk up? Sure, fire the away. Falafel 16-team league, um, Gordon would have to be a first-round keeper for me. I'd have to give up the 11th overall pick, and I think I'm tossing him back this year. What's your guys' opinion on that? How many players you get to keep? You can keep three. Who are your other studs? I have Devonta Freeman as a fifth-rounder, and I have a choice between Lamar Jackson – or Justin Jackson in the 16th round. One QB I, or two? It's a it's a single QB league. You could hate Steve for that, Steve. And Marcus it's a 16-team league? Yes. I think you have to keep I'm, – and I'm the anti-Lamar Jackson guy, but I think you have to keep Lamar Jackson there. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, my that's plan like, was to keep Lamar and, and Devonta and then just kept two keepers this year and throw Melvin back in. One, one thing I've learned yeah. from my co-host, Sal, is uh, Mr. Overhype Sleeper. No E on the end, Dan Williamson. Uh, his rule is is something that I've started to follow. And if, if a guy's not signed yet, and, and uh, don't invest in him until he's signed. So I've got the exact scenario you do in the one keeper league that I'm in. I've got Melvin Gordon. If he's not signed by the time i got to make my decision, I'll send him back and let someone else deal with that headache. Yeah, That's why I'm waiting. Yeah, the only other – the only – thing that I would say in support of keeping Melvin in that type of scenario is that he's 11th. You have the 11th pick at the first rounder, but if all those teams are keeping three players, that's a lot of players off the board already. So um, that's something I would, I try to remind people, obviously in this situation, I could totally get avoiding this, you know, Melvin altogether, but when other teams are keeping guys, it pushes, you know, those draft boards down a little bit. So. I mean, worst case scenario, he gets them right back. 
True. Maybe 16 teams at three players apiece. That's a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're, that's 48 players off the board before you yeah. even get get the first pick. So are, are any of you guys doing drafting with Giants? Because that's a 16-team league, and I'm on the back end. I'm, I'm drafting at the uh, 116. It was brutal. I have the 13th pick in that. And, uh, yeah, it's it takes a long Schwarzen. time for it to come around. Yep. Yeah, and, and I had the first pick, so, yeah, I'm on the turn also. I've always been a let me draft in the middle. I, I think when you draft in the middle, regardless of format and regardless of number of teams, being in the middle allows you to protect uh, from against those runs. If there's a big quarterback run or a big tight end run, you're, you're kind of right there and you, you get to make those decisions. But, yeah, we sit there watching 32 players go at a time before you get a pick is very tough action. Sometimes, sometimes I think you can trigger a run. Like yep. if, if no one's taking quarterbacks and you know say it's super flex or whatever, you could take two back to back and now everybody else is panicking because they're not, you know, they just saw two go off the board at the same time. I, Sometimes it backfires. I, I, it's easier to it's easier to start those runs when you're on the ends. I find. Yeah. You know, in the in the middle though, like what Randy was saying, I, I have the five. I'm in the five spot in the DWG, and uh, I'm usually I like doing uh, the ends because I find like I have more control. And, like you're talking about starting runs, but. I'm feeling what Randy is saying in the middles. You, you, I don't know. You, it's like a comfortable spot. Like you, you get a nice choice of players each way, so you can kind of adapt to whatever runs are starting. Um, I, I like. I'm starting to like the middles a lot more for that reason. Now I know good friend of the show, uh, Mike Sipes of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. He loves the the first overall pick and. He would gladly trade for that or the 12th in every single startup I've ever been in with Sipes, but I, I just can't do it. And I'll go ahead and get us going. Uh, the draft is going to kick off here in 30 seconds. And I'm at the 101, again, uh, exactly where I don't want to be. I'm not going to make it a mystery. It's going to allow Wheeler to get into his first overall pick. I'm going Saquon Barkley. Uh, check down, check down, check down, and then check down some more. I think over the last three seasons, Eli Manning has led the league. In checkdowns, that's passes over, I'm excuse me, under 10 yards. I'll post that picture on Twitter. I borrowed that from someone on Instagram, and uh, I'll get that up there. And then uh, I'm going to pass it over to Wheeler. Good God. Well, uh, if, 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 if you're not ready for that, I'll give you a heads up next time I'm drafting. <laughs> Holy cow. When's the draft start? Uh, it, it, now is now too soon. All right. So we, uh, Wheeler, did you, you took someone already. Who'd you take? I took Christian McCaffrey. Any, any particular reason? He is, he, he's going to be, he's in line for the same exact usage he had last year. There, there's no reason to think that he's going to go and decline. He's bigger, faster, stronger, and ready to go. He's got them pipes flexed and ready to go. All right. We got James, AKA at lineups and chill on the clock james are you still here i'm here oh he picked who'd you take <laughs> i'm uh, going to take alvin kamara uh, uh. although latavius murray i don't think it's going to be Randall as bad as everybody says he's going to be um i think he can actually play that ingram role but i still think tomorrow's pretty gonna decent get work share and uh and still produce uh, like top three running back i just drafted that Nice. Well, that's JD's uh, top player on the board. And then we had Ezekiel Elliott go 104 to Keith. Keith is a uh, big Zeke homer. And then David Johnson went to Dabari at 105. Big uh, big bounce back for DJ in the desert, Dabari? 
I mean, I, I think the Cardinals are going to be a dumpster fire. I'm not buying into this offense or anything. However, if I'm a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback, I'm going to get the ball to the best player on my team, and that's David Johnson. I think, you know, his rushing ceiling might be capped this year because uh, that offensive line is trash. But I think the his receiving ability out of the backfield is going to make up for that. I, I, I think he's going to be featured heavily this year. I'll besmirch the good name of uh, Kyler Murray later. Kyle with a money pick, and that was uh, Devontae Adams, a.k.a. King Money. What do you got there, Kyle? Yes, sir, man. Just touchdown monster. I think he'll. we saw a big jump from him last year in targets and everything uh, with him being the number one. Uh, they have the same cast around him this season. I think he's a lock, as close to a lock for double-digit touchdowns as you're going to find. Uh, and that's why he's my number one receiver because I, I really like that upside, and I think he's in for another big yardage year as well. So Adams, for me, would be number five overall in PPR. So get him here at six, I'm good. Awesome. We got Shane on the clock. Well, Shane just made a peck. Lev Bell. You uh, you excited for Lev Bell on that offense? I'm loving what I'm seeing out of uh, Team Green. Yeah, I think the Jets are going to be good, and I think if they have a good offense, then Le'Veon Bell in PPR is the pick. I I, I firmly believe you got to take a running back in that first round uh, this year, or you're going to get left behind. So uh, I'm loving Bell. And then uh, Jerry, he went with D Hop. You know, he's pretty good at football from everything I've seen. It I was, have. Uh, <laughs> We're left behind, Jerry. We're left behind. <laughs> well, so I want to I want to ask Jim. So Jim uh, took Todd Gurley. Not concerned about the knee. No arthritis. No, I am. But however, I felt like I got very hand chopped in the chest by watching Hopkins go right in front of me. That was my pick, and I was pretty sure he'd make it to me. So thank you, thank you for that. Oh, uh, well, that's that's Lions fan on Lions fan violence. We're back up to Sal. It's not the first time people from Detroit have hurt each other. <laughs> I was uh... Is that like bum fights. <laughs> I was also disappointed to see Hopkins go. I was surprised he was there. Um, I can understand the argument for Adams over him. Uh, so I'm faced with something I haven't been faced with a lot at, at the back of the drafts. So I've been at the back of the drafts a lot. Nice. Um, and I'm going to go with Julio over Michael Thomas. I think, just think the, the yardage totals that Julio puts up year after year. And um, I think that he's going to, I we can always say this every year, get a little bit more involved with the touchdowns this year so uh, years been about oh, seven all right J- uh, jd up there in canada with back-to-back picks yeah you talked about my 101 mr ak uh kamara my my wide receiver one and probably my 2020 101 mr juju i'm gonna take him first nah. uh i would have taken julio my wide receiver too but sal came in there and did the dirty dirty so I'm going to take an edge. I'm, I'm drafting against monsters here. So uh, amongst men. So I'm going to take the advantage I think I can get by taking Kelsey here at the uh, tight end position. Well, th- normally that would make Wheeler want to fight you because that's, <laughs> that, that's Wheeler's man crush. <laughs> I knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah, you, not, he wasn't getting past Kyle, I'll tell you that. So we're going to see what Diddy's going to do here. Uh, he, he's not in the chat to represent himself. By the way, another Lions fan. God bless. We're, we're in a room full of uh, Lions fans. Cursed Holy. souls. Is America's true team. Honolulu Blue? America's heartbeat. <laughs> it's more of a support group. We go drinking on Tuesday. You, you, just, you just quoted a Chevrolet advertisement, the heartbeat of America, and, and, and you're a Ford man. Hey, listen, it's all, it's all in Detroit. It's all the same thing. Joe, Joe Mixon. You, you see, you've seen one building in Detroit, and that's what it is. Yep, burnt down windows, uh, <laughs> dilapidated oh, I shelters. Yep, that one too. Yeah. Uh, zing. <laughs> All right, so back to Sal. Sal, who are you going to pair with uh, your uh, Julio Jones? 
Boy, you know, I mean, I'm like the OBJ guy. I love him so much. But he has been on the field. He has not been practicing. It's a new location. I'm not one of those people that are convinced that he's going to step on the field and everything's going to work like, you know, a fine oiled machine in Cleveland. I think that they're going to actually struggle a little bit off the top, Cleveland. Uh, everybody's handing them the, the future. So I need to get a running back here. I'm going to go with James Conner. I, I think that he's going to get his typical – Steeler, you know, usage in that offense and do very well again. Well, uh, I'm going to have to throw my best friend out of my home because he took Tyreek Hill, uh, one of my absolute favorites this year. Still love Tyreek Hill in all formats in 2019. All right, Jerry, back on the clock. I'm in a pickle now. I was really hoping Mixon or Connor fell. Oh, and I'm down on Delvin Cook. You know what? Let's just go wide receivers. We'll go OBJ Hopkins. Can't really be upset at those two guys. Well, one of them plays all 16 games. One of them has a lot of Instagram followers. We'll see how that works out for you. All right, he back. takes a good picture on a boat, though. He does, and he got he got rid of that weird hairdo. So I'm I'm a much bigger fan. All right, back to Shane. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook here. Thanks, Jerry. Um, I, th I think Dalvin Cook is – I think the injuries are, that he's had are not, you know, long-term injury-prone type of stuff. He's a beast. I think the offense is going to be good. And I, I think he's a steal in the second round. I think he could be a top-four running back this year. I agree 100% if he stays healthy. Back to Kyle. Yeah, I was pretty – I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I'm going to go with another receiver here, a guy that I think is in for a big year. He had the quietest 1,500-yard season – I think uh, in recent memory, and that's Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. I think they're going to chuck the ball a lot this season. Jameis has got a leash, a horrible defense. That's a great combination. Uh, Mike Evans, my wide receiver too. I'm good with that. All right, Mr. JDB. Oh, he took Keenan Allen. Yes, no, no, no concern about the little ankle procedure he had. Not really. Uh, I'm, I am a believer Melvin Gordon's going to miss 10 games. He's serious. The Chargers are cheap. They're not ponying up more than that $10 million. Gordon wants more than that. He's <sighs> going to sit out until he has to come back to accrue a season. So they're going to have to be a little more pass-heavy than they've been in the past, and I love Keenan Allen. Well, man, things uh, uh, business just picked up. Nick Chubb went at the end of round two. Uh, who took that? That was uh, – Keith. Yeah, Keith is uh, going back-to-back -back running backs. Yeah. Uh, I Ju was Julian Edelman? Chubb instead of Allen, actually. Mm. All right. Oh, I'm on the clock, by the way. So, I, I, uh, so I, I, you, I got sniped on that Chubb. Well, I'm not really sniped on the Chubb. I never thought he would make it that far. That would hurt. You guys know how much I – well, some of you guys know how much I'm in love with Chubb. I actually have him as my – number six overrated player uh, uh uh ranked player right now um and he's my running back five i actually no i think i have him ranked as running back three um he was pff's most elusive runner last year uh he had uh the most broken tackles per rush they and he, he uh most yards after first contact i believe it was um i, I think he's if not the best definitely among the best shit well well, my pick too. well you're good so so while you're you're debating your pick I'll, I'll talk about my two picks real quick i went uh i went ty hilton and amari cooper uh once i get my my first good running back i'm gonna hammer a wide receiver i think that's the best way to go and then you went leonard fournette who i absolutely love this year and then who just took carry on johnson 
All right, so uh, I'm, I'm going to pass this one to Sal. Sal, are you on the Carry On Johnson train this year? You know, I wasn't early on. I, you know, I'm happy that Riddick is out of there because that opens up the path for him to just get those targets as well. If Riddick was there, I really felt like Riddick has done enough, you know, 50 to 60, 70 plus targets over the last few years are now gone to the running back position. So, yeah, I think it's very realistic that he'll be a top 10 uh, running back this year. And uh, I think it's good value in the third round. So those of you that don't get to spend any time in the GOAT leagues with JD, myself, Jim is, is in that league. Uh, Keith just stayed very Keith and took Zach Ertz. Those three guys, Zeke, Chubb, and Ertz are just about all of his, his lineup. So I think, oh, Aaron Jones a little early. Uh, Team Dabari, you buying the hype up there in Wisconsin? Uh, at this point, I mean, so still, on, I was going to go running back here. Jacobs, Henry, Marlon Mack, and Aaron Jones are still on the board. Figured I'd stick to Brand and go with my man Aaron Jones. Uh, I know he's a little, I think he had a hamstring thing, but there was a, I think he's been back for 12 days or something already. Uh, I, I've liked him coming out of UTEP, so no need to change my mind now. I like him this year. Ah, well, I, I like it as well. All right, Devonta Freeman went to Kyle. Um, you happy I with that in the mid third? <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew Jerry was going to take him, so I just decided, what the hell? I don't really like anybody else here. Uh, honest, honestly, none of the guys really jumped out. I was hoping for carry on or Ertz there, but I do like Freeman quite a bit. He sees a ton of work at the goal line. Uh, he, he was top five uh, with carries inside the five, three straight years before last season. And I'm buying into this Atlanta offense once again. So I, I'm okay with Freeman as my running back one in round three. It was, uh, it was, he's getting very little action in the preseason. And you know what? I'm totally cool with that. I am yep. totally Totally cool with that. All right, so uh, Stefan Diggs just went to Shane. Shane, uh, what's up with that? I got my two running backs. I got to go with wide receiver one. It was really between him and Antonio Brown, and God knows I'm not picking Antonio Brown here. So uh, Stefan Diggs, I think, is an easy answer. I guess I'm all in on this Vikings offense. All right, the uh, back-to-back Lions fans. I'm going to go with Jerry, the co-host of the hour. Yeah, and Diggs, I would have gone with him too. Now do I go Marlon Mack is the question. Yeah, we're going Mack. Listen, he's in sort of that same tier as carry-on. He's just in a good offense. He's going to feast. Well, then he has I, nothing in common with carry-on because he's in a good <laughs> offense. <laughs> I mean, talent-wise. God, you ever you guys just hate Randy sometimes? You just hate him? Nope, that's Not just sometimes, you. all the time. <laughs> No, All right, I, I like Max, so I'll take him. He's my first running back. All right, we got Big Jim, Big Jim Slade up on the uh, the clock here. I gotta tell you what, man. I've been uh, <laughs> watching that Hard Knock show, man, and it's, uh, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Antonio Brown, he's gonna suit up without a helmet this year. It's time. I can't let it slide. That's uh, really that's that's BS. That's, that's a tremendous a value. <laughs> If you took him one pick before me, I think you should go home or go blow the dog. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming out at some point tonight. Uh, that leaves me to – and uh, JDB, uh, you hurt me with the Aaron Jones because I've been a big big fan for a long time as well, and I thought he'd make it to me here. I'll go with my other man crush, a guy I have all over the Dynasty world. Back at practice today, Mr. Derrick Henry as my number two running back. All right, Diddy on the clock, the silent salesman, if you will. He's drafting from afar. Another Lions fan, by the way. All right, we got JD back on the clock for two. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take the most uh, underappreciated 
uh, wide receiver in the NFL, Mr. Brandon Cooks out there in LA Rams. I was hoping uh, Diggs would follow me, but that did not happen. And is it my pick again? Yeah. All right. So yep. I'm going to go. I was thinking AB might drop to me, but you know what? I will go to Mr. Godwin out there in uh, Tampa. I think he's going to he's gonna have a, a baller year this year. So as my wide receiver three in my flex spot, I'm going to take Godwin. So let me ask you this real quick while uh, Diddy is making his selection. You're not worried about – because last year in Kansas City, the Chiefs were able to create one wide receiver, one in Tyreek Hill, and a top five tight end in Kelsey. But that was it. There wasn't no third option really outside of Kareem Hunt. So do you really have that much faith that Jameis can create a top wide receiver in Evans and a top five tight end in O.J. Howard and Godwin? Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily putting O.J. in a top five uh, when I'm taking Godwin, I guess you could say. You know, you got you, you got to expect the volume to go up in that offense. Uh, you think Arian's going to come in, and he, he has not stopped talking about Godwin and and how he's not coming off the field so in that offense um you know as much as Evans is the number one there I think it's going to be a 1a 1b situation out there in Tampa and I feel really good taking Godwin uh, as a flex spot here uh, just curious because he he is one of the more polarizing players in all of redraft dynasty everywhere you go you're either all in or all out and Diddy is, is maximizing his clock here oh, Nine- he's, gonna, he's gonna get Gordon is, oh, he he could, but he's he's actually in the oh and Thieland. Oh, I think that's I think Adam Thieland at the 39th or 38th overall pick is a steal. It's yeah, criminal. I'm crying right now because yeah. he, was, he was absolutely my pick. I got sniped now two rounds in a row. You dirtbags. And Jay, I thought for sure when you said most underappreciated wide receiver in the league, you were going to say him. Yeah, he's definitely so underappreciated. Um, boy, this puts me in a just a lump of guys that I just don't like. Man. Anybody want to trade? I mean, Raheem Mostert just had a pretty good <laughs> yeah. touchdown run in the preseason. And if you want to reach, is he in your lump of guys? <laughs> he's a, he's definitely a lump. He's of yeah, guys. he's a lump for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we, we have the cluster of Rams wide receivers here, and I really do like uh, Cooper Cup, but I I can't be sure that he'll come back instantly. Oof, do I go on a limb here and take take Mahomes? I think not. Robert Woods for me. Uh, That's who I thought JD was taking. I mean, that guy finishes like wide receiver 13 last year. So consistent. Love that, man. All right, Big Jim, back on the clock. You know, we are supposed to treat this with the reverence it deserves, even though it is a mock draft, and I just can't feel Damian Williams at this pick. I'm going to go Chris Carson. Now I have to throw him out. It's twice. Uh, I was hoping he was going to make it back to me. That that, that guy – his ADP is rising. Kyle, how much of a rise have you seen in redraft ADP since uh, the Pete Carroll news came out that they want to get him 50 targets this year? Yeah, he was he was kind of sitting in late round four, maybe early round five. He's up into the third round now. Uh, in PPR, maybe a, a little bit of a hit. You know, he's in round four this spot. I think it's fantastic value. So that's a great pick. He wasn't making it past me. It's a great, great pick. Well, and Jerry stayed on brand himself by taking Calvin Ridley. Jerry is just like Sal said. It's just a bunch of, you know, it's just some dudes right here. It's sort of a crappy spot, so I just reached on my guy. I mean, ninety targets as a rookie, sixty catches, ten touchdowns. Give me that every single time. And he's my third wide receiver. I've already decided to punt running back. It seems, 
F it. Go go full force. Balls deep. Into our <laughs> into wow. running back. Uh, uh, you you got to be careful how you say balls. Uh, it it could be considered a shot. So uh, we're, we got Shane uh, on, on the on the clock here. Oh nope, he took Kenny Kenny G. Bless that man. <laughs> Look, I I I think I think the Lions. It, it's just kind of a consistent passing attack. People forgetting. I like Marvin Jones. He's come back from injury. I think Galladay steps that number one spot. So. To get him as a wide receiver, too, to have, for me, Bell, Cook, Diggs, and Galladay, I think it's a, a killer first four picks. I'm, I'm happy about it. All right. Kyle just took Cooper Cup. You God. You, <laughs> words. I'm going to say words. I, I know you're a big Cooper Cup fan as well. You, yeah, the guy was an absolute stud when he was out there. He's been the best red zone target on this offense. So, obviously, you're dealing with injuries, but I was debating between two injured guys at this at this spot, and I'll go with the guy in the much better offense. Uh, I think he's in for a big season. Whenever he finds the field, he's a flex for me, so I like it. All right, we got Keith, one of the other uh, silent drafters. Uh, Keith is a real shark. D don't take the fact that he's not here or doesn't do a podcast. He builds uh, he builds like a construction-type job, like high-rises and stuff. So he's uh, too busy to podcast. And then uh, back-to-back ba -back GOAT champion, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he, he he's oh won many a GOAT league, and – and they, you know, I'm not putting myself over, but I'm in that league. JD's in that league. Wheeler's in those leagues, and, and uh, Addison Hayes. There's a lot of really good. There's a lot of really good players in that league, and, and Keith can definitely hold his own. All right, lineups and chill went Mike Williams. Now I have been all over the Instagram watching, and Mike Williams has been killing people. All right, uh, while I debate who I'm going to take, uh, James, you want to tell us about Mike Williams? Huh. We we might have lost nope. James. Oh, no, our, he doesn't. I, 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 he he is so mesmerized by watching him on Instagram that he left the draft. He's a good looking man. All right, I I, I am on the that. clock. I, I I've got to watch to make sure I don't time out. I do not want to be holding the uh, the Melvin Gordon right, back. I'll talk about Mike Williams. He's risen like off the draft board in recent weeks. He's I mean, I mate. I think based on the Allen injury and constantly being injured, his stock has risen. But he's a guy I bought up in Dynasty this year as well. I really like Mike Williams. I think it's a good value. And speaking of value, Randall, what was that? I did I did two things I, I don't typically do, but I, I cannot pass up Melvin Gordon uh, in the, the I guess, the 50th or whatever, 48th, 49th overall pick. And then Patrick sure Mahomes. Can. I, I can, but I'm not going to. I, I hate this section of the draft. I'm looking at the players on the board. I'm looking at Alshon Jeffrey and – Mark Ingram, and you know, I'd rather get a case of hepatitis than have to choose from one of those asshats. So, 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 so I went, I, I went with what I think is a clear advantage, and I took uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's going to throw for five thousand and fifty, but man, forty-five and forty-five hundred feels feasible. And then we had Wheeler with Allen Robinson. You uh, feeling the bounce back? Yeah, I mean, he's still young. It's his second year in the offense, coming off the injury still last year. It was, you know, shaky for him. I feel as though the offense is going to come back a bit stronger this year, and uh, he should see some wide receiver one-type numbers. And uh, Keith is stacking up a bunch of running backs. He just added Sony Michelle, who is starting to grow on me. All right, and then we're up That's to David Montgomery yeah. pick hurt. David Montgomery, Montgomery to yeah, uh, David Montgomery. Kyle, I'm gonna bounce this one back to you. Where are you at with Montgomery? I I think he this is a nice spot for him. Uh, he's a guy that is I think at minimum he's gonna fill in that Jordan Howard role that was 250 carries last season. Not a ton of involvement in the passing game, but I think that Montgomery has. 
more receiving prowess than than Howard does. So I, you know, it might take um, a little bit for him to work his way into that. They did sign Mike Davis, but I'm a believer in Montgomery, and, and that's a fantastic pick here in round five. I think he's a nice running back too. So I like that. Like that, Ed. All right, JDB went Mark Ingram, which I really like. I like any running back, including the quarterback who's actually a running back in that league. It's true. And, like one. And uh, let's see here. What are you doing, Kyle? You're down to your last uh, last 60 seconds. Dude, I hate everything about this right now. I don't want to be the guy that takes him. If you listen to the Fellas podcast, I have been swearing against this man for Damian. six months, but I think it's just the right price. His ADP right now is at 212 on Fantasy Football Calculator. I just think that there's too much upside. I, I'm, ah. I'm calling Damian Williams. No, so I'm going to throw this one to a neutral third party. I'm going to throw it to Sal. So, th- so where, where I got Melvin Gordon and where he got Damian Williams, which one of those two would you have preferred at that ADP? Uh, you know, I, I got to go Williams because I know he's going to play. I know that all the talk is about uh, about Thompson this week. I mean, how good he's looked and and he's been getting a rising up. I've seen auctions where the price is going crazy for him. But I, Williams is going to have the first shot at the job, and he did well where when he was in there last year. That's a high-powered offense. I, I really do agree with whoever said that Gordon's going to miss 10 games. I think it's going to be at least eight. So uh, while I like your value on Gordon and Grevin in there, I think Williams is the better value. Sal, right. what price have you seen uh, Darwin Thompson go at in auction? Single-season auction. So it wasn't a, um, yeah. a dynasty. He was up near twenty dollars. Oh, he went. I did a oh I, I did a football guys draft yesterday, and he went for fourteen. Yeah, five hundred dollar budget. Uh, this is a two hundred. This is two hundred. Five hundred dollar budget, but it did, but the high end players go um, quickly, and then you're you're left with very little. Like he's we're in an area now where you got to be cautious with your spending, and he's he's I think he's over twenty. No. Well. Uh... I, I'm not as concerned about Darwin Thompson, but I do want to recap these last couple of picks. We had Miles Sanders go to Shane P, and Jerry took Evan Ingram. And so, Jerry's off the Christmas card list for that one, buddy. Jerry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Uh, I want to talk about Miles Sanders because his ADP is slowly rising. Shane, what are you seeing out of uh, Miles that made you draft him there? I think for me, I think it's clear that the Eagles are going to start with a committee at running back. You know, I think we knew that, but uh, Miles Sanders' talent so far exceeds Jordan Howard and Corey Clement that I feel like by midseason, he's going to be the guy. So for me as a flex, as an RB3, I will take him. I'll make the playoffs, and he can dominate in the playoffs. That's kind of my goal, taking Sanders um, at this point in the draft and in the fifth round. I've heard many a dynasty analyst call him a league winner in 2019. All right, Sal, back on the clock. Uh, Jim took James White. Uh, I love James White, especially, you know, here around the back end of the fifth round. I mean, he's Tom Brady's guy. He's just Mr. PPR. Been a lot of sniping in this draft. Uh, I've been out in front on Evan Ingram oh. saying that he's the, the Giants' definite wide receiver one this year. So to see him go there hurts. Yep. Preach. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna help Sal filibuster for a second, and I'm gonna say, speaking of sniping, did you guys see that they're making a sequel to Coming to America, and it's gonna co-star Wesley Snipes and Rick Ross? There you go, Sal. I bought you about twenty. <laughs> I bought you about twenty seconds. Oh, he went Tevin Coleman, lead back at least uh, on the depth chart currently there in San Fran. He did get the lead carries tonight, and they, they did go to him on the first two plays, carrying a ball and then a a little out. 
uh, pattern for him. I think he'll get well used there, especially back with Shanahan. And the ADP on some of the guys here on ESPN just it baffles me. It's got me baffled right now. So, um, Are we just going to go over the fact? I think that was a great pick. We're just going over the fact that Rick Ross is going to be in Coming to America <laughs> 2. <laughs> I don't know. In what, in what role stuff. could you be? You're not going to be Arsenio. Get out of here. He's, he's like That's <laughs> Lemon pepper. Uh, wing stop. Uh, oh, sorry. All right. Tariq Cohen went to Diddy. Don't forget and, Oscar Award winner. And then we got uh, JD back on the clock for a pair. Yeah, I just all my guys got snipe Sanders, uh, pretty much James, like every guy that I had, Tevin Coleman, literally every guy. So I've got one guy left here. I don't know where he is in this ADP, but uh, I've got him highlighted. So I'm gonna take uh, Mr. AJ Green yep. uh, in the sixth round. Uh, I don't mind him on my bench. And then uh, I'll go Royce Freeman. I think a guy that uh, people don't realize was injured last year and will come in this year and and take probably the role that he should have had last year. I don't, I don't think Philip Lindsay um, will maybe have as much of the pie uh, as he, he did last year. And and word out of camp is is that Freeman is is the guy that everybody's loving. So I'll take it right here as a late running back type of approach that I've taken here. He's a nice piece to add. All right. Well, Diddy is back on the clock. And we're going to see what he... It was five rushes for zero yards, by the way. So. Yeah. Uh, Freeman, I feel like, is going to end up being the screaming value of this draft. More so than Patrick Lindsay. All I right. Like Green I, too. I, I almost yeah. went with him over Ingram, but then... Guys, yeah. I want to point out something very important that we haven't talked about is uh, when we're talking about picking positions, when you're on the ends, one of the big benefits is you can go grab a beer, go hit the <laughs> room. We haven't talked about that benefit, man. That's huge. For sure. Yep. That's the only reason I win championships, so I can pick 12. <laughs> <laughs> F the glory, the money, and all that. Beer run. <laughs> trying, to, trying to fill the silence, you know? Yeah, th th this is where it gets really tough, because here in a minute you'll be getting those uh, late-round values, and you'll, you'll be finding guys that uh... – so, J.D., go, uh, Freeman over Lindsay, huh? Yeah, I was surprised that you actually took him over Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, because I, he's not, you know, Lindsay tends to go a couple rounds before him. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm, I'm um, higher. I am higher on free. I think they're really close. I think you can pick. You, I think it's like flip a coin between the two of them, but I just see the direction that the team wants to go. I think that they need Freeman to, to succeed just based on the way this offense is going to run. So and like I said, word is that, that he's going to get every single opportunity. And last year with the injury, I just feel that he's kind of going under the radar right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just I see him as a huge value because sometimes you can get him in the eighth round or so. I understand that so you're saying I took him everybody's getting him. sniped and everything. I just I was surprised that you took him over Lindsay. Like that man, you know, shooting your shot for sure. Well, Jim just shot his. He took uh, Deshaun Watson as the second QB off the board. I don't think I hate it. I'm looking at a, a sack full of guys that, again, I'm I'm not overly hyped about. And to go ahead and get your quarterback, especially one that I think will do as well as Watson, is a very nice pick there. I like him. I like Luck. I like Rodgers. But Rodgers is hated on his squad. And let's be honest, Andrew Luck, ugh, he is tough with injuries sometimes. Yeah, it's getting uh, get, getting there. But he did warm up on Saturday. Uh, actually was moving and grooving, so I'm hoping Ew. that's a good thing. I warm up ordering through drive-thru. 
All right. You got to stretch. You don't want to pull a hammy before you eat one. All right. J- J- Jerry went Philip Lindsay. He's not scared of the of the no, man with the good no, hair. No, I am scared. But like you said, this is just a bunch of guys that I just don't love right here. And I thought about Geis, but, you know, AP didn't die. Chris Thompson didn't die. That's going to be a tough, a tough pick for, for the sixth round. So I just, I went with Lindsay. At least I've seen it from him. And he's not coming back from as serious of an injury. But don't worry, I'm scared. Uh, I don't want to gloss over Shane's Hunter Henry pick because that's about where he's been going at ADP. But Robbie Anderson, Kyle, you just can't get enough. No, man, I'm taking him every single time in round six. Uh, I like what we saw at the end of last season. In 2017, he was really solid. Uh, He's my fourth wide receiver, and you can just pencil him in every time in round six. I think he's going to be the number one targeted guy in New York. So uh, give me Robbie. Yeah, they're, they're trying to work him more underneath, and I don't want to say in like that slot receiver role, but they're moving him all over, and that offense has been on time and impressive. Sal, you, you live there in the New York area. What do you think about the, the Team Jets offense this year? Yeah, my son is a Jets fan, even all my Raiders fans, So we, but I follow both teams, Jets and Giants, pretty closely here in New York, and I, I think they're going to have a solid uh, offense. I think Darnold is going to make a real nice leap in year two, everything I've seen has been really solid from him. I, I've come around on Lev Bell. I think that him and Gase are getting along now. And uh, at first I was, uh, don't touch him. I just think that very well-rounded. Even Anunwa has looked good. Um, Ty Montgomery has looked good. I think that offense is going to be really surprising to people this year. I'm a big, big believer in what Adam Gase has got going on in New York. All right. So we got Wheeler on the clock. He seems like he's uh, making some tough decisions over here. Yeah, Anybody? it just got tough getting sniped with uh, Christian Kirk and Will Fuller there and Robbie. Um, now you're, you're a big Robbie I, Anderson fan as well, as, oh, yeah. as am I. Yeah. The the connection between him and um, Darnold last year was undeniable at the end of the year. I, I'm, I'm really curious. Um, I don't want to talk out of school because I don't know that he'll go in this draft due to his suspension for redraft. But Chris Herndon, so uh, – Sam Darnold has played 24 preseason plays so far, and Chris Herndon has played 23 of those plays. So Kyle and I, a couple weeks ago on the Dynasty Warzone, we, we created a stack. Kyle, you remember that stack? Yeah, I believe it was Mark Andrews and Chris Herndon because Andrews has a fantastic start to the season. Baltimore starts at Miami, Arizona, at Kansas City, and then Cleveland week four. Uh, they got Pittsburgh week five. Again, you can it's a long time till Herndon's back because the Jets have an early bye, but – you can start off with Mark Andrews and almost get you all the way to Chris Herndon. So that's what we ended up with. Uh, you can also go Tyler Eifert. I don't know that he'll make it quite five games, but if he does, you know, you, you, you could be, you could get Herndon and Eifert as a late back-to-back stack. And I'm going to draft, I, I just drafted Jarvis Landry. So Jarvis Landry in his first year in Cleveland had about a 55% catch rate for a guy who before that had a career 70% catch rate. I think some of that comes back to level. And I think he's the one that I've seen developing real chemistry in year two with Baker. So I'm going to go Jarvis there to give me a third wide receiver to go along with T.Y. And someone a little bit more consistent. I think uh, Amari's a little boom bust. And then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a big swing because I don't want a meh running back like Kenyon Drake or Lamar Miller. I'm going to go Darius Geis. Big swing. I've uh, not been on him a ton, but he's supposed to get cleared to play in the next preseason game. So, Wheeler, you're back on the clock. Did you notice? Did anyone else? I'm going to go with the. 
the Ingram replacement, I took uh, Latavius Murray. You know, he might not be everything Ingram was, but he's excellent on the goal line, and he does have a three-down skill set. He can catch the ball. Not that he's required to do it too often, but, you know, if he's 70 to 80% of what Ingram was, we should be all right if he can play 16 games instead of Ingram's normal four, or 12. All right, did we get James back? Yeah, I'm here. All right, so you you've been uh, we've been skipping around you. We we you had, we'd missed you for a while. So Curtis Samuel, is he the wide receiver one in Carolina, or uh, you just uh, like the value there? I, I like the value there. Um, me personally, I, I think he's going to be the wide receiver one. He was taken in the second round. Um, I, he's got he has the draft capital. He has a, a year on more, um, and they're effectively the same player. <clears throat> Um, but me personally, I, I could take Curtis Samuel this place almost every draft I have. Yeah, he's been getting a ton of love on social media and Twitter. You're the barrier killing me because those were the two wide receivers I hope would come back to me were Samuel and Corey well, Davis. So. Yeah, the only reason the only reason I passed on him was because I drafted DJ more earlier, so I didn't want to double up on that. But uh, Curtis Samuel was definitely the next one on my list. So if I didn't have DJ, I would have taken him. I want to talk about the Josh of, Gordon uh, pick. Josh Gordon. Yeah, it was one of those where Curtis Samuel and another receiver who hasn't been drafted yet were the next on my list. And I kind of looked at what was there and I figured I could get a solid running back or a running back I liked on the way back. So I figured, what the hell, this is about where he should be. I think I... I have him on my list as the wide receiver 36 or 37. So I think I, it must be right around wide receiver 35 time is where I took him. So, um, you know, he, he had uh, high, uh, low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two type numbers when he played. Um, you know, when he's on the field, you put him in your lineup. Uh, I can't hate that. All right, Shane back on the clock. Uh, working through this minefield yeah you know J james make me mad because I, I was I, I love christian kirk and curtis samuel he gets them both i, I just i just want one man just give me one um I, i'm gonna take larry fitzgerald um i i think he's sure steady you know wide receiver three i, I imagine he's gonna catch a ton of passes if they're up tempo if kyler murray's there that's a nice safety valve so i think fitz is a little bit underrated uh this year all right, back to my co-host, the man of the hour. Man, he was quick on the trigger with Lamar Miller. Who yeah. wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be with that pick? <laughs> Philip Lindsay's scary, man. So I'm gonna go with the old steady Eddie Lamar Miller. He'll bore you guys to sleep, but he'll at least, you know, he'll get me some points. He's not winning me any weeks, but he's not killing me either. Uh, a little Cortland Sutton action. Those uh, year two wide receivers are starting to move off the board. Back to Sal. Yeah, I just wanted to go back uh, to John DeBarry and say I'm heavily invested in Corey Davis this year. I think that he has his breakout year this year. I've heard that he's the MVP in camp and that it, I'm just thinking he's being severely undervalued and I'm disappointed that John sniped him on me. Uh, I've got to go with Emmanuel Sanders, who, I, while I like Sutton, Sanders looked great tonight. He's another guy I got late in the SFB. The value is starting to disappear on him now that he actually stepped onto the field, but still a pretty good value here. And I think he's a solid number three wide receiver on my team. All right. We got JD on the clock and Sterling Shepard slipped in there to Diddy. 
All right, JD, for back-to-backs. All right, so I'm uh, loaded pretty much at receiver. I'm probably going to go two running backs here. Again, I'm I'm going kind of off of ADP here. I'm going to grab two guys with upside. Uh, one is Rashad Penny. As much as I love Carson this year, uh, you know, this team drafted the, this guy early first round last year, so he's. I think he gets the opportunity. And as we know, Carson is as great as he's been when he's been on the field. He's uh, he's often injured. So I think Penny's a nice guy. Again, kind of that late round running back approach. Um, and then I'm probably going to go again a bit off the charts here, but I'm going to go and get you grabbed Lamar Miller. I prefer Duke Johnson uh, just as the pass catcher going to the stop <clears throat> and went out and grabbed him. Um, again, Kiki Kuti, a guy that's uh, often injured. So another place that uh, a guy like Duke can grab targets. And, and I think they're going to involve this guy uh, often in this in this offense. You know, you're doing it right when you hear growls in the background. So <laughs> that was a wheeler growl. Oh, he wasn't making it that far. You ever met Kyle yeah. August? Duke's my boy, though. You're my boy, Blue. All right. <laughs> ba ba back to Diddy. Uh, again, this is the part of the draft where I think we can do the listener the most good because I, I'd like to think that we, I mean, how many literally hundreds of years of, you know, fantasy experience do all of us have combined? And we're to the point now to where we're like, damn, who do we go with in some of these middle rounds? And it's, it's just been killer. Uh, Shane is a guy who's not the, the biggest redraft guy, a big dynasty guy, big Debbie guy. How, how are you feeling you're doing so far? I think I'm doing well. You know, I, I always fear of going too young, and I have a feeling these late rounds are, <laughs> probably will go too young. But um, I, I like to, you know, I, I like to kind of check myself if I'm, I'm more of a dynasty player. You know, where do I rank these old guys? You know, Sal taking Emmanuel Sanders. He's a player I think I need to have higher um, watching him today. I'm happy to get, you know, Fitzgerald. And um, I think sometimes you got to look at that year one. So I feel pretty good. I think I've balanced myself out and I don't have like five rookies on my team by, by round eight. So that, that's usually a good sign. This but, is true. Go ahead. Memphis, you had mentioned, uh, you know, how, how in these rounds people can get helped out a lot. And we had, we're saying earlier, like, you know, that, that middle of the fourth through the fifth, where we're all kind of, everybody got on the clock and we're all disgusted by who's there at their current ADPs. But I, I, the few times I've been able to trade back in the, the couple leagues where we do that in redraft, yeah, I, I'm so much happier with, like, there's the whole a whole list of guys I'm happy to take here in the seventh and eighth, and I'm disgusted by the guys in the fourth. So for me, I, I love a lot of the values that are still on the board here, and I feel like in the fourth I'm overdrafting most of the time this year. You took the words out of my mouth. That was the word I was going to use was overdrafting. It feels like you're just reaching in rounds four through seven right now. And there's so much value right now that we're getting ready to see run off the board. We had another quarterback. Sal took Aaron Rodgers, a little discount double check. Yeah, to get him in uh, a 12-teamer in the eighth round, I mean, he's still Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's, I think it's great value. I was waiting and waiting and saying I would just take Matt Ryan, uh, but I didn't have to. All right, I got to talk about this next pick because it's Eric Ebron. I, I, think he, I think the hate has went too far. Even with Jacoby Brissett on Saturday, first team defense, first team offense in there, minus Andrew Luck, and he is still a red zone problem. I, th I think the Andrew Luck coming back will do a – well, speaking of Andrew Luck, he just went to Jerry. Jerry, you're not that scared. No. 
I'm not every year we're going to talk about this and every year the dude's going to come out and throw for 39 touchdowns and we're going to have erections across this great land because of Andrew Luck. I think he said statue. I'm not not sweating this nonsense. (laughs) Listen, you guys hear that hit the bottom of the table? That's me getting Andrew Luck in the eighth round. (laughs) You must be sitting right up against that table. (laughs) I tried talking to my, my wife. Eight eleven in the DWG, and and it feels just like it did for you, my friend. Oh man! All right, so Shane over here maximizing his clock time. Ugh. Now I'm not, but while Shane's, I'm gonna let Shane filibuster. I'm gonna filibuster while Shane makes a pick. I'm not concerned about Andrew Luck. Um, Mort, Chris Mortensen came out and said there's there's cautious optimism about him playing Week One. I mean he he's been doing every single week of practice he's been going through uh the walkthrough with the first team he's been doing everything but actually practicing i think he'll be out there when it matters all right we had a daryl henderson shane p you went young stuff you just can't help yourself <laughs> I, I can't i mean i feel like daryl henderson in the eighth round is just a pick that if if todd Gurley's not good if todd Gurley gets hurt again if they use todd Gurley like they use in the playoffs then daryl henderson He's another guy that could be that league winner, right? He's on one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. You can get him. I got him saying RB4. Uh, I think it's a, a good risk to take on an offense that you know is going to score touchdowns. Um, I, I think he's well worth the risk when you start getting into this section. No one's a sure thing. Well, I, li- I like that pick, and I like the Dabari Geronimo Allison pick. I think he's going to end up being the number two, at least in volume there in in green bay and i'll go back to henderson for a second you know we're always looking for rbs and i think his floor is going to be austin eckler from last year and i think his ceiling i mean i know i get some heat for this but i think he could be as electric as alvin kamara in that offense i mean sean mcveigh's a genius all right so we got geronimo kyle and anything on dante pettis not worried about him losing his job no i think uh you know it, it it's built in eighth round. He was, you know, he was going a little bit earlier, sliding just a tiny bit, but we saw from him last season, took him a while to get going. But after the week 11 by, they made the adjustment. Pettis was on the field a lot. Um, 85% of the snaps. He wasn't doing that beforehand. And he was averaging 16 and a half fantasy points per game and half point PPR. So uh, we all know Kittle's the number one there. Right. So I, I think Pettis can fit in fine. He's my sixth wide receiver. So I'm all right. No, for sure. All right, we got Wheeler on the clock. And uh, all right, we're wrapping up the eighth round here. And you got to go James Washington. You got Moncrief and McDonald right off the board, so you just have to finish the pair. (laughs) (laughs) Triple stack. Three story stack. Oh, okay. This good. I gotta take him, Tony Pollard. Oh, oh you man, I was gonna reach there a bit. Go, go, gadget arm. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's where he's going now, and in redraft, I mean, if Zeke signs, you know, you expect less of him. You pick up somebody off the waiver wire or whatever. But Pollard should actually have that third down role there. I don't see Zeke getting seventy-four receptions again or whatever it was. Um, especially with not being in camp. And quite honestly, the likelihood of him getting hurt increases by the day. You know, you, you show up late, you pull hammies. It's just the way it goes. 
That should be a T-shirt. Yeah, pull, <laughs> show up late, pull a hammy. All right, I. Uh, I aware we'll have it out by tonight. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 pull, I pulled, I pulled up a. Uh, I, I pulled up a little early myself. I went Matt Breda. I think he can have a role yeah. regardless of Damn. that. And then I, I'm kind of debating this uh, this next pick. Man, I because at this point it's all about it's all about the flex action, and the 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 people that ESPN want me to draft are just like uh, hell no. Mm-hmm. You know what? I I'm gonna do it. You 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 gotta stack. You gotta stack running backs, and uh, you you gotta have a lot of those guys. I like my wide receiver core. They're all pretty healthy guys for the most part. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pinch my nose and take my medicine, and I'm gonna take. Ah, screw it. I'm gonna take Peyton Barber. It's way too early, but I think he'll be the early down the early down guy in Tampa Bay. So uh, Kyle, you gonna do a little hosting for a second? Yeah, so has anybody taken Peyton Barber as the number one running back in Tampa besides Memphis? <laughs> we'll just throw him under the bus real quick. <laughs> uh, on the board. There's one guy sitting there that just seems like a value, but I'm not going to take him. I mean, because... You're on the clock, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is your but... value to take. Yes, sir. I, I like this guy better, so I'm going to take Kiki. Uh, Kiki Kuti. Nice. Yeah, which is a target I mean, target monster, obviously, yeah. when he was, was out there. When he's in the line, when he's on the field, you put him in your lineup. Like that's the thing about Rejeff. If you're gonna start, you know, two running backs and two receivers or what have you, you're gonna have a bench full of guys that you can just sub in at any time. Unless yeah, you're that... me and you're not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Justin Jackson and Desha- Deshaun Jackson coming off the board. JDB, you're on the clock. What are we looking at here? Uh, he is moving locations, and he is off the mic. Oh, all right. Well, then uh, I guess we'll see if he goes with a third Jackson brother. If I'm on deck, so he's going to be pissed. Well, <laughs> depending where his location is, he may be looking at the Matt Ryan Express. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. Now, we're now filibustering fully. Well, yeah. I want to say that James's pick of Justin Jackson, I think he'll lead the uh, charges in rushing yards this year. So I think it's a good value there. Oof. All right, we got Is Kyle. Is there anyone that actually thinks that Melvin Gordon's going to show up on time? I, I no. do. I, I, I will yeah. tell you why. They're, they're, they're less than $1.5 million apart. Yeah, I didn't think they were that far and, apart. And at some I mean... point, at some point I, I went on my rant a couple of weeks ago. There's, there's no trade market for him out there. I mean, if you're going to give a third-round pick for Duke Johnson, what the blue hell is Marvin Jones? I mean, excuse me, uh, Marvin Gordon worth? Melvin? Melvin. Mar- Marvin. Uh, I, I, was, I was looking at Marvin Jones on the screen. I'm like, how has no one taken him yet? Sorry to uh, open, open up that. but <laughs> That's who I was talking about. But <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's such a small amount of money, and it's just like, Mar- Melvin, take the money. Take the money, dude. You know, and I think I think that he will. I think that he'll come in week one, uh, probably pull a hammy. That we just established that you show up late, pull a hammy, and uh, you know he'll he'll miss the first four games of the season as opposed to the last four games of the season. He'll help me win a championship with this roster. All right, we had a Dion Lewis. Now Dion Lewis, Kyle, that's a sneaky pick. Yeah, he had just a, he had 59 receptions last season. Uh, I think the game script's going to go his way. Derrick Henry, we saw it. It took him forever to finally get him the workload. 
and we're sitting here in round nine. That's a little bit earlier than I would have taken him, but when Matt Breda is already off the board, <laughs> I'm going to start looking that route, and I only have two running backs at this point. So I'm okay with Lewis, uh, especially in PPR formats, which is what we're drafting here. So uh, Are you not, are you knocking my my uh, my Breda pick? No, I'm pissed, dude. That was my uh, Oh, okay. I was like, damn. I was like, because no, we seen Tevin Coleman get the lead back job last year in Atlanta. That's a good yeah. offense, too, and didn't exactly set the world on fire. Brady was really good, sorry, sorry, Sal. All right, we had Marvin Jones. Uh, uh, Shane, he's an old guy, so I'll give you credit. Talk about an old guy. I, I, I have this like undying love for Marvin Jones. I don't know if I think he's better than he is, but I, I think he's a really good player. I think you know I took Kenny Galladay, so for me to to get Marvin Jones in the ninth, it's kind of a, a handcuff type situation. I feel like if one goes down. You know, he's already back at practice, so the knee injury is not going to be an issue. I mean, I just think he's severely underrated right now. I couldn't believe he was still there. I look back last year, the first half of the season, his red zone target percentage was the highest in the league. If you go back and check that out, Marvin Jones, I'm a big fan as well. I think that's a steal. I took him in my uh, Scott shit, Fishbowl. 15 team. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that. He said fudge. He said fudge. Uh, I think the FCC will let you get away with one. All right. For for drafting Carlos Hyde, you get a free one. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's like a, a blick, it's like a, a, you're obligated to. Uh, F it. Give me Carlos Hyde. <laughs> All right, Sal back on the clock. He did not scream that he got sniped. And then uh, another Kyle favorite, Naheem no, Hines. He didn't. I, he wasn't getting sniped by Kyle. No, Hines. actually, I'm going to reach a little bit here, but I think I got to start a running back still on the board, and this guy's going to have a huge breakout season in Kaylin Bullock. Those were those were the two guys I was going between. At least you left. Oh no, well Diddy hasn't picked yet. You left two of my three. Hopefully Diddy doesn't take one of them. Do it. Do it. If you give me those yeah. names, I'll message him real quick. I'm not, I'm not big on the hype with Balaj, but I, I haven't jumped on at all. Like I, I, I'm just, I don't have any shares, so I figure that is a good spot to take him. But uh, you don't have him. All we can mean success. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Sal, you're, you're learning, buddy. That's. <laughs> I'm good at this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Who's Damian? Yeah, no, I, I was I'm, between I'm... Hyde and Balaj too. I just don't trust Damian Williams and. Yeah. Oh, they're both there. All right. I'll take both my I mean, we could talk about the hype of Darwin Thompson too, but so Jalen Samuels, uh I'm I have similar I'm I'm not a big Connor guy. I think Jalen Samuels can do a lot of different things out there in Pittsburgh and A if there's an injury for sure. And I don't even know if it takes that for him to if it can at this point of the draft, again, I'm taking running backs that I think are in good positions with good opportunities and uh maybe a bit of a Maybe a bit of a reach, but similar to the Pollard pick, I'm going to take Darwin, Darwin Thompson because uh, this is similar to things we've seen uh, in the last couple of years, uh, specifically with Hunt, you know, showing flashes, uh, Kamara showing flashes in preseason and then being in a good offense with opportunity. I'm, I am I'm not a Damian Williams guy at all. I haven't been at all. And you know what? If I miss the boat on him, that's fine. But at the price, I'll go with Darwin Thompson right here. Yeah, he shot up draft boards, but that was a great pick. And uh, Diddy, Diddy's probably cussing you in his head. He's a Darwin Thompson guy. And and if you haven't noticed, like I mean, it's been running back city. We we had uh, we had one Marvin Jones wedged in there, but then there's another one. There's speaking of Jones, there's Ronald Jones. That was Dark a waste. That was a waste of a pick. 
<laughs> Yikes! You could, you could tell you could tell Memphis has a lot of heart, right? Oh yeah. my God! Sorry, I like weed and cheeseburgers too, but I'm not a NFL football player. All right, so not a Memphis guy. Uh, no, I. Memphis. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm a weed and cheeseburger guy, just not for NFL players. It just is bad things. All right, Sal, back on the clock. There are two second-year wide receivers staring at me that I both think are going to be better than people expect this year. Um, I'm going to go with James Washington, and I'm going to tell you why, because (laughs) if you just watch the guy play and you use the eye test, he's better than Dante Moncrief. And Moncrief fumbled this week, and um, all James Washington has done is catch everything thrown his way in the preseason, and I think he is going to be the number two guy before the season is done. Speaking of catching everything thrown his way, Cole Beasley lit up the stat sheet the other day, and he he just went ahead of uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and some of the other like uh, wide receiver twos. And in a PPR format, I don't hate it. And there's Jerry, Jerry sneaking in and getting uh, Devin Singletary. All right, Hallam, what are, what are you thinking here? Yeah, you know, I, Devin Singletary was was who I was looking at because I think. He's the best running back in Buffalo. <laughs> so Jerry actually sniped me uh, on that one. But uh, I, I, it kind of works in my favor. I think having Dalvin Cook, I think this guy is a steal whether you have Dalvin Cook or not. I'm taking Alexander Madison, who's the clear number two, who I think looks pretty good. And uh, once again, on a good offense. So I, I think he's going to get that uh, some opportunities there either way. But having Cook, I'll take that handcuff all day. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is is a great running back, and I was a big fan coming out of Florida State, but not the healthiest dude around multiple shoulder surgeries. I mean, you're the Devi guy. You you know his injury history as well as anybody. A couple things, like I said, I, you know, I th- I think I think some of the NFL injuries are overblown, but uh, I think when they drafted Madison, it was clear that they needed to replace Latavius Murray, and so to get that kind of replacement in round ten with what Murray did last year, um, I, I think you just got to go out and get this guy. Speaking of criminal, in, in almost the end of round 10, Kyle got Matt friggin' Ryan, the QB2 last year, and I think he plays 11 games indoors this year. Yeah, people are going to point to the fact that his pass attempts are way up, but with Dirk Cutter there in Atlanta before, his pass attempts were actually, on average, higher than where he was last season. So uh, I think this is going to be another high-volume offense. Uh, and again, like you said, super late here. He's my QB five, so I'm okay grabbing him in round ten. Well, not only that, but he's—I mean—he's throwing to Julio, Calvin Ridley. You know what a fan of Austin Hooper I am. Devonta Freeman, a pretty good pass catcher out of the backfield. It seems a seems like a layup that that he's a uh, built to built to just destroy. Yeah, man, I, I like him a lot this year. I think he's just—he's boring, so he kind of falls, but I like him a lot. Well, you're you're the exciting of the two fellas, so. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. All right. So uh, we got Jared Cook. I was eyeballing him as my uh, tight end one. Uh, he's been showing out in camp. And even though he's an older gent at 31, I think he can do some uh, big things. Another guy went to uh, James, line, line up and chill. Uh, Jamison Crowder, where it is he can, quote, unquote, catch 100 passes. Does anyone buy that? James, do you buy that? Uh, it, it's just the fact that uh, Robbie Anderson is just, Opening up his route tree, um, Quincy Nunez can't seem to stay healthy. I think he's going to be the main target. He's going to be the uh, Jarvis Landry and Adam Gates offense only, in, you know, for the Jets. 
Um, I do think he can catch 100 balls, and I, I think he'll be pretty successful this year. If, if he plays 14 games, I, I think that's very reasonable. All right, Wheeler, back on the clock. So I was going to go with Matt Ryan. That was, you know, he just waited too darn long. But instead, I want to try to get Memphis to curse. <laughs> oh, Justice Hill. Oh, that, no, that, that, that was a good pick. I, I did have him queued up, but no. Uh, th there will not be right. <laughs> any cursing, but I, I was hoping he was far enough down the uh, the the redraft rankings. I'm actually going to take a guy that, uh, and I've already got Darius Geis on this team, but he's the PPR option on this team, and I'm not afraid to get him around early, and that's Chris Thompson. Uh, by far the best pass-catching running back on that team. Uh, kind of like uh, who we just talked about with James, with Jamison Crowder. Can that guy stay healthy? If Chris Thompson stays healthy, that guy's got fringe wide receiver, excuse me, running back two. And then my next pick, man, I'm kind of in a pickle here. The system wants me to take Delaney Walker. I don't think I'm taking Delaney Walker here. Let's see. It is getting gross again, though, isn't it? Johnny Smith then? John, John, come off the pup today as we are recording this show. You know what? I'm going to take a big swing. This is the part of the draft where... I don't care what the guy looks like. I just want to draft him. I'm taking Michael Gallup. I've already I've already got Cooper, and Cooper's fighting the foot injury. So if for some reason Cooper were to miss time or be a little off his game to start the season, I think Gallup would be a nice addition that will have uh, freestanding value of his own. Memphis, my bold prediction, 2019, Gallup will end up with better numbers than Amari Cooper. Zing. Oh, He's, he's got two things going for him. He's he's going in his second year, and uh, he finished off really well last year, especially uh, in the playoffs. All right. Well, we're wrap, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up. We're about through the eleventh round, and we know we're going a little bit longer than we normally go. But where else are you going to get a chance to sit in on a live draft with uh, this kind of firepower in it? All right. We just had Dak Prescott Wheeler. How pissed off are you right now? Nah, I took Cam before I took Dak. Um. And, and, and yeah, I, I don't think you can argue against either one, to tell you the truth. I think they're, you know, especially what are we in the 12th round now? We're coming up on the 12th, halfway through the 11th. And, and that was yeah. the point I was going to make so. is, is that you just saw in the, tw in the halfway through the 11th, you just saw Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz go one, two, three. So if, if you're drafting quarter, and, and I think I may have made a tactical error taking uh, Mahomes as, as high as I did. I probably could have got another running back or wide receiver there. I already took a gamble on Melvin Gordon, so I probably would have been better off to have fortified my, my running back roster. But you know what? That's why you mock draft. Isn't that right, Kyle? Yes, sir. And how many Absolutely. mock drafts have you guys done on the FF fellas so far this year? Uh, we got three in the books, another one coming up this Friday, so every Friday on our show. And we always try to sweat crazy, like different things like that, and it that always happens when you take QB early. You have those regrets late when all these guys are coming off the board in double-digit rounds. The, I, I think the difference is this being kind of an industry mock, though. Uh, home leagues quarterbacks do tend to go earlier. This is kind of normal for guys that write and do podcasts and stuff. There's just, I mean, for me, there's like 20 guys I'm okay starting this the season with. So, like, when yeah. I pass up that guy in round five, I, but I, yeah, you're totally right. Mahomes at that value, you're not going to get him in a, in a redraft league because people are just going to be going nuts kyle where have you seen him going in your redraft mocks third 
Yeah, third round normally. I uh, did a couple mocks with some listeners uh, this last week, and even and I, I almost like I was like, hopefully you guys don't listen to my damn show because you took Mahomes too early because uh, they were taking him around <laughs> round one and two in a couple of those. So it's just it you know he's the new hotness, and the only problem is last year he was being taken in this range like round 12, 13, right? And now you gotta you're paying up. So no thanks. And I want to cuss my co-host real quick. Jerry slipped in. I was trying to get Kareem Hunt in the next couple of rounds. I don't know that. I don't know that in a, in a real redraft league that you'll hold him all ten, all ten weeks that he's going to be suspended. Is it, are you willing to stick by him that long, Jerry? Just with the way I have this team, when I went Hopkins and OBJ and Calvin Ridley, three of the three of the first four picks. You know, Philip Lindsay's scary. I went with a Lamar Miller to sort of just be boring. I, I don't know if we're just going to go like, like I went with Singletary and I went with Carlos Hyde. There is a good chance that those guys are useless to me. And there's a good chance that Kareem Hunt is too. But the, that's where you got to take these sort of guys because they could also hit home runs for you. If Carlos Hyde is the guy in Kansas City, you know, he's going to win me weeks. Same thing with Kareem Hunt. If anything happens to Nick Chubb or I get to the playoffs, you know, that, that's what I'm basing it on. I, I can't remember who it was, whether it was Wheeler or Shane. Somebody was talking about, you know, I'm going to worry about getting to the playoffs and then I'll have my guy. That could potentially be Kareem Hunt. All right. Diddy went Damian Harris. And uh, as we always say here on the Dynasty Warzone, future me has to deal with present day's me's mistakes and choices all the time. So, all right, Kareem Hunt to Jerry. Uh, run it down. We went Kenny Stills to Jim. Uh, LaShawn McCoy to Sal. And Diddy took Damian Harris, and that puts Goat, J.D., back on the clock for a pair. Are we uh, doing the kicker defense thing, or are we just sticking to the uh, – That is totally your call. Now, we're going to stop the draft after 14 rounds. Don't do that. So, yeah, right. I, I'm not, I'm not do doing kick. Do I mean, you, nah. you take do kickers. it, we're just going to boot you out. Usually, usually if I'm waiting this long, um, well, not this long, but if I, if I'm taking a quarterback a bit later, I'm probably going to go back to back type of deal. So I'm going to take Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, uh, just uh, nice floors each one of them, and uh, yeah, I know Murray didn't look that great in that second game, but he's a great rookie. All right, so so now is my official time to destroy Kyler Murray. He's thrown 14 NFL passes. He has yet to throw a crossing route or a slant. I don't think he can see over the line of scrimmage. And I'm not trying to be like a dickhead about it, but I really don't believe I mean, everything's an out route. Every, everything's a little dump off to the flat. And I keep hearing, well, you don't want to show anything in the preseason. Cool. Well, how are you going to work out your protections and iron out, you know, all these? Other, I just, is anyone else concerned by that? No passes over the middle. No, I'm not concerned. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I i i literally i watched you know watching like kyler murray watching um some of these running backs go like the seahawks like these are not their offenses no one is playing their offense in the first team pieces not one team in the nfl like it, it you know they're working that out of practice that's why teams want more of those joint practices because they can do it only one team gets to see it and so i think that's where we've seen and i think from uh some of the practice reports we've seen him he's throwing over the middle uh in in practice in some of these joint practices i'm not too worried about it well i i hope you're right i'm, I'm heavily invested in david johnson and some of the pass catchers i have no kyler murray but i and, and, and in fairness to him, the Raiders were kind of showing him some exotic looks because they were being dickheads, Sal. And Sal, you're on the clock. 
Yeah, I love my dickheads. Um, you know, you spoke about the quarterback value here. There's just so many good ones still. But in a, in a, a, team, a league like this, I'm just going to stay with Rodgers and not draft the second one. But there's one guy here who's so much better than everybody's left, and that is Raider Tyrell Williams, yes. who I love when he was with the Chargers. I don't like to admit that because they're opposition um, rival team. But with Looney Tunes across the way, this guy uh, stands to have a really big season in Oakland. I, I I do like that pick. Now, Kyle, you were you were a Tyrell Williams guy last year, right? Uh, I'm a Tyrell Williams guy every year. Uh, no, <laughs> it was uh, two years ago after his big season and Keenan Allen's coming back. I like to you know pull the chain a little bit of my co-host because he loves Keenan Allen. But the thing I like about Tyrell in this Raiders offense is I we've seen Carr be able to support two guys. So even if AB is out there. Uh, back when there was Crabtree and and, uh, and Cooper, Carr could support two wide receivers. Tyrell doesn't need a, a ton of targets. He's a bigger play guy. So the value is is really awesome here. Uh, I, so I, I really like that pick. I, I want to take up the last pick, but I just got too many wide receivers. I had to take some flyers, but that's a, that's a nice pick there. Any worry about Carr's deep ball? Just because this guy, yards per target, was, you know, up there 10.2 and yard per reception 15.9 any worry with uh car getting him the ball no i think that they'll take the i'll think they take the uh the chains off him a little bit in year two in this offense that's the other thing i like about car and this and the raiders is that second year in gruden's offense and tyro literally could be the only guy there <laughs> when it uh, when it's all said and done so when you're talking around 12 i'm not concerned if he starts creeping up i've seen him go like in round nine or ten in a few drafts you know then maybe maybe start getting concerned when you're taking over similar talents, but this late. Yeah. I agree with Sally's the top guy there. All right. Well, we had Jalen Richard go from Oakland. I don't think that's a bad play either. He, he kind of plays that third, third down satellite back role. And I think even though Josh Jacobs was a first round pick and we'll have a, you know, a three down role. I think he's the guy to spell him. All right, Jerry. I also think Rashad will pick up some of the, the tight end targets that were lost with cook. That's a good call as well. Let's check that out. You get a guy like Sal on here. Not many people follow the Raiders. So, Jerry, mm-hmm. you yeah, went Devin, Devin Funches. The king, uh, the man that has feet for hands. But there's the chance that he sort of takes that Ebron touchdown role. And I'll just sort of gamble with that and justify it. Because otherwise, that just hurts my soul. That hurts everything about me. Just see Devin Funches's name next to my name. He sucks. Man. He does really suck. Bad. That's why I hate him. But he sucks. <laughs> so, so are you calling that the Andrew Luck bump? You can just give him a little bit of love because he's on a good offense, and he could be the the two. And uh, Shane just made it so much worse because I was thinking about taking Lamar Jackson. Oh uh, no! No, I'm getting ready to have to break in, in up the event that something was blowing with Luck. But uh, I'm getting ready yeah, to break up a fight. So I feel so bad right now. Fight, fight, because uh, John Brown is a, is, is a big fan of Wheeler. Is Wheeler's a big fan of John Brown. How's that feel, Wheeler? Yeah, that was next in my damn queue. <laughs> I want to say things I can't say right now. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. Curses. Yeah, there you go. Curses you, Batman. Calm down, fellas. Uh, yeah, th- th- this thing is getting off, uh, getting off the rails. All right, so we got Keith back on the clock. Um, and, and, and again... I, th- I think there's still a ton of value out there. Am I crazy? I mean, are, are you guys oh, seeing yeah. that? Yeah. There's just nothing that's, like, guaranteed. You, you're kind of boom or bust, or are they going to get playing time? How many targets are they going to get? How much run are they going to get? There's a bunch of question marks here. There's value. There's potential. There's upside. But 
there's nothing I I don't think we can say yes definitely he's going to get the X amount of points. I tell you, we haven't called on James a lot, but he's out there hitting you know sniper shot. Uh, Chase Edmonds, if they really do run six seven hundred plays this season, uh, David Johnson's not getting all the work in the desert. That's a nice pick there, James. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, I'm on the clock. I'm going to go big upside, and for some reason, I, I feel like I'm overextended on Redskins, but I don't think I can pass Jordan Reed. He's having, quote-unquote, the best camp that he's had to date, and then this is the point where you're taking big swings at, at running back, and there's a guy that I've been getting on all my fantasies, all my, excuse me, all my dynasty squads. I've been spending a lot of uh, uh, waiver acquisition budget, and that's Dontrell Hilliard. Someone's got to catch some passes out of the backfield, and the Browns seem to really like this kid. And at the 13th round, I feel like I'm uh, I'm making a decent pick. So back to Wheeler. Yeah, just because I tend to get him everywhere, and he was pretty solid the first eight weeks or so, I think it was last year, when he was healthy, he got injured. I'm going to go with Alberto. Albert Wilson could be playing that Julian Edelman role in the Chad O'Shea called offense of the Dolphins if he gets healthy. That's a big if. But this is the right. point where if you hit that pick, kind of like the Jamison Crowder pick earlier, then that, that, that could be a huge, just a huge win. So this is the point where you can't be afraid to, to gamble. You can't go with the old safe uh, Frank Gore pick. No offense to Seth. He's not here to defend Frank Gore, and we love Seth. And I'm going to cuss James. James, you prepared for your cussing, sir. You know, you, you know what a Terry McLaren fan I am, and you did it anyway. Absolutely. Well, somebody's got to catch the ball there, even though uh, Haskins didn't look the greatest in the first preseason game. But um, if you're going to throw it to somebody, you're going to throw it to somebody you know, and you got to go with the Ohio State teammate. Yeah, I think when the chips are down, that's the guy he's going to look for, and I like his 20-yard per, per reception average from, from last year. All right, Diddy back on the clock. Any Anyone else on McLaren? Just me? And James, oh, I, I'm a big fan. I love Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I've been. Didn't you nab him from Jerry and I in the Dynasty Degenerates League? I believe I did. God, I hate you. You're welcome. All right, Deshaun Hamilton, another PPR uh, sneaky play there, JDB. Yeah, I was. I was a huge fan of his coming out. Um, you know, the Broncos had their problems at quarterback, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him. You know, I, I took Golden Tate a couple rounds ago. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Hamilton end up with a very Golden Tate-esque career, which is good for fantasy. Uh, one of the last things I wrote for the Dynasty Football Factory was a, uh, a compiled rookie draft that year, and I wrote about Deshaun Hamilton. I like the I like the C.J. Anderson pick. Look at you, Shane, very off-brand going with old guys. Uh, look, in the Lions preseason game, he split 50-50 with Kurion Johnson in the first-team offense. I think we know that uh, that they're going to want to do the running back by committee, New England style. So they get CJ Anderson at the end of the draft. Uh, I think this guy's going to get a decent amount of carries, get, get maybe even some of the touchdown load. And uh, that's exciting to me. All right. Back to Sal. Sal's sure. looking ugly out there, kid. <laughs> Talk about a guy I think is flying under the radar here. And it's just going to be a security blanket for a quarterback who needs. Oh, you bastard. Adam Humphreys. Oh, um, in oh. well, he's, he, he, you still nailed it. Yeah, I, I, I like yeah, Adam. I like it. You didn't take my guy. I really like it. 
but uh, I do appreciate being called a bastard regardless. You bastardo. <laughs> you're, you're Italian, Italian. It sounds a lot less filthy when it comes from that beautiful Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> I'm, say that, I'm like, talking about man, I don't have an accent. Hey, uh, right. JD. I, I thought you were talking about this guy, uh, Mark Andrews, the, the number one receiver out yeah. there in uh, Baltimore for uh, Lamar Miller, who's going to be chucking the ball all kinds this year, according to, uh, you know, the coaching staff out there. So I'll take Andrews behind Kelchi. Kelsey? Kelchi? I don't know. But uh, I took Darwin Thompson earlier as like a lottery ticket out there in the KC offense that's just going to keep blowing up. I'm going to go McCole Hardman. I mean, uh, you know, Hill, he's good, but if you, they, they seem like they want to get this guy on the field. And, uh, you know, who knows uh, if Hill spends the season out there uh, in that offense. All right. Another good pick. Uh, Muhammad Sanu. Uh, I don't mind Muhammad. Who took Muhammad Sanu? Oh, no one did. Not my bad. <laughs> I was like, 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 I was getting ready to bag on that pick, and I, I feel bad. I feel good that I don't have to make. Uh, it's like, see, that's the kind of pick that is not going to win Take you a out. league. Right. That Sanu is the Frank Gore pick. You know, yeah, he's yeah. He's gonna get. He'll get you seven eight PPR points every single week. And then at the end of the season, he'll be the wide receiver, you know, 39 and overall scoring 40 and overall scoring, but he won't win you anything ever. Wide receiver 30, the last two years, you just pick him up off of your, uh, you just well, pick you him go. up off your waiver wire on during bye weeks. I'll pick him. I'll pick up Kareem hunt. When Jerry drops Kareem hunt to pick up Muhammad Sanu during bye weeks. That's my plan. New plan. All right, we come up with Sal with his last pick of this exercise. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I only have one pick left because there's two running backs that I have in mind. I have them both in my queue, and they're both sitting here. Uh, I spoke about one earlier. I won't mention his name in case somebody else wants to take it, but I will take the Rams running back, who's the real legitimate guy to step in if something should happen to uh, to Todd Gurley, even though I believe Gurley will be fine and it's going at a great value. Uh, listen, they matched on Mac Brown, and and the guy is going to be the every down back should Gurley go down, in my opinion. That's John just... Kelly? No. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Jerry, make, make make your pick. You went Drew Breezes. Just just in case something is up with luck, you gotta you gotta hedge your bets a little bit. And Drew Brees is also pretty good from everything I've heard. All right, Brashad Perryman. All right, Hallam, give us give us your thoughts. Uh, he was good last year for Cleveland. I, I think people forget, people remember that the, the Ravens bust years, and now he's going to a pass-happy offense in Tampa Bay. Um, I, I mean, I like Evans, I like Godwin, I like Howard, but if something should happen to one of those guys, I think Perriman is going to win that slot job. I think he's going to get a, a number of catches, maybe a couple deep touchdowns. End of the bench, I think you could do a lot worse. Well, and I like the, the the Trey Quinn pick by Debari. You're just looking for PPR gold there. That's right. I'm I've ended up getting him these later drafts all over the place, especially in these late rounds too, 14th, 15th round. No, it doesn't seem even you know guys from Dynasty Twitter and writers and podcasts. I haven't even people have been off of him, and I'm really not sure why because it seems like everything I've read and heard, he's gonna get some volume kind of like the role jameson crowder had years ago i don't hate it all right well keys on the clock uh, we got four picks left and then we're going to bring this one home man it, do it does get ugly in a hurry 
So while he's doing that, I think I'm going to make a move that while we're waiting. All right. He went Paris Campbell. Now, I think the Colts wide receiver to keep an eye on is Deion Kane. I've been a big Deion Kane honk for, I don't know, ever. And uh, he blew up the other day. I think he had like seven catches for 80 yards and did it with all the different quarterbacks. Anyone else a Deion Kane fan in this room? I, I like him. I don't love him, but I like him. You like him? Oh. The guy, the guy who played Superman? Oh, I was Dean Kane. Dean. So. Dean Kane. Well, now. He's a, now, he's a good taxi squad guy. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cussing. Wheeler, I had it all. I had it all prepped. I, I had the. I had the Jordan Reed, Chris Herndon stack, with my last pick of this exercise, and uh, now I cannot do it. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to draft, and I'm just going upside. And I think I can buy myself a few weeks. I'm going to take the rookie tight end. I'm going to take T.J. Hawkinson. So that wraps up 14 rounds. In, in case you haven't noticed, not one kicker nor one defense was taken in the uh in in the the making of this draft so i'm gonna go around the horn real quick i want to ask you to make sure you tell the listener where they can find you on twitter uh and what was your favorite pick of this draft so i'm gonna start with wheeler wheeler where can these folks find you and uh, what was your favorite pick uh you can find me at ff underscore wheeler and you can find my stuff uh rankings and writing at draftwise.com that's draftwise with a z um, my favorite pick of the draft, uh, probably either Christian McCaffrey or Justice Hill. I really think Justice Hill is going to put up numbers this year. Um, he looked good in preseason in the games. Uh, we've been high on him. Both me and you have been high on him all year and, uh, dynasty. So hopefully he can put up some numbers this year. I'd like to see that. I agree. That's why I own him everywhere. All right, James, at Lineups and Chill, give us a quick breakdown. Uh, yeah, uh, you can reach me at Lineups and Chill on, uh, on Twitter, at lineupsandchill.com, uh, website, uh, favorite pick, uh, probably like carry on Johnson in the third. Um, somebody I really think can have RB1 uh, upside uh, and, and really – uh, show what he's made out of in uh, Detroit. All right. And then uh, big thanks to Keith. I'm sure you'll be listening out there on the job site. Thanks for jumping in with us. Dabari, what do you got going on at DLF, the 40? And uh, what was your favorite pick? Favorite pick was probably Corey Davis in the seventh. Got, you know, wide receiver one upside. He was drafted that way in Dynasty Startups a couple years ago. Hopefully he can fulfilling that promise uh, you can check me out my writings over at dlf check out the fantasy 40 podcast and on twitter at dabari 22 the old dabari deuce deuce all right kyle uh speak on behalf of yourself and uh, your your mystery tag team partner seth yeah I and mean, you can follow us over at the fantasy football fellas at the ff fellas on twitter uh make it nice and easy for you, you can follow me at kyle ff fellas and this was a weird draft because I somehow ended up with Damian Williams on this squad. Uh, I'm still just dumbfounded. But uh, round five, I think I can live with that. But actually, my favorite pick, another weird thing here, I guess, is going to be that I took a quarterback uh, in round 10, but it was Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Again, he's my QB5. I think he's in for another big season this year. And while I wouldn't take him where he's usually going, I, I like the round 10 value. I'm looking at the rest of the round 10 players, and no offense to all the other guys on this, but 
there's a lot of bad players in this round. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I'm really good with uh, Matty Ice at that spot. All right. And then Shane P., what's going on at fakepigskin.com? Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm writing over there. I'm doing a lot of college and Debbie work. I just released an article uh, of kind of my Debbie players to watch um, this year. So I have some sophomores, juniors, and a senior on there. Um, and uh, my favorite pick, uh, now I, I guess I have to go with my round 10 pick after that. Uh, I'll go <laughs> with <Adam laughs> Madison. Uh, I, I, I like taking him in, in the 10th or 11th round and uh, I think getting uh, some some nice upside. I, I do like it. All right. So, Jerry, anything for these fine people before we send you off to the Bahamas? I don't think so. I am super excited for that, And but I'm not going to get out of this. My best pick was Evan Ingram in the fifth round. That is an absolute steal. That man is this year's George Kittle. 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. You heard it here first. You heard it here now, ladies and gentlemen. I would have whipped the piss out of all of you with this team. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we will try to get some pictures of this out before, uh, we, we make this disappear. Sal, thank you for jumping on our podcast, even though you haven't been on yours, but I'm sure you and Kevin and, uh, Steve are going to be back at it soon. Yeah. I'm hoping to record actually this week, get something out there now that, uh, we're getting into the third week of the preseason games. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sal Alito FF. Uh, you can find the show at fantasy football funhouse at FF funhouse. Uh, and yeah, you can find that everywhere podcasts are found. My favorite pick in this draft is probably going to be Emmanuel Sanders in the eighth round. He's a guy with the most experience and a group of young wide receivers with a older quarterback who's going to look to lean on him, in my opinion. Noah Fant got a little banged up tonight if everybody didn't see that. So that just means the wide receivers will be a little bit more relied on. So like getting Manny Sanders. What, what happened to Fanta? I didn't see this. He uh, caught a pass. A couple of guys landed on top of him, got up and hobbled to the bench, right to the bench. Isn't he the fourth tight end Denver's got hurt so far? I don't know. Uh, apparently, for those of you old enough to get this, the Denver tight end position is a lot, a lot like the drummer in Spinal Tap. Not a position <laughs> that, that – that, see, there you go. Wheeler, Wheeler also showing his age. Uh, and a big shout out to Diddy, Matt Dent at P Diddy on Twitter. Not that P Diddy, different P Diddy. Uh, and then JD, what, what's going on up there in the Great White North? I know you and uh, your co-host Dan just created a new side hustle up there. Yeah, man. Over at Overhype Sleeper, Dan Williamson and I at Goat District. Uh, we dropped the Goat District on the weekly, and we just uh, added under that. Uh, basically, it's called quarter milli billies and it's basically you guys follow us into a high stakes tournament on ffpc with a quarter million dollars uh, at stake so we basically uh, document the whole process drafting talking about strategy waiver wire the whole deal so look out for that and uh, i want to shout out to my boy nathan pilmer part of the goat district goat district one of the ogs it's his birthday today and i'm taking his spot in this draft so shout out to him i hope he's having a great birthday right now yeah, Nate is an avid listener, and uh, we were trying to get him on in here, but, you know, he, he's like, hey, man, I don't mind backing out of the draft. It's my birthday, and my wife has a surprise for me. I'm like, hey, now, can, can, can I get a hey, now? So shout out to Nate. Happy birthday, my goat brother. And then uh, last for me, um, obviously, you're listening to the podcast. That's, that's all that I do. And my favorite pick was the Jarvis Landry pick at 6 uh, 12. I mean, this is a guy that's been a wide receiver 18 to as high as a wide receiver 1. 
I, I think that comes back to level, and he'll be in that wide receiver 15 to 18, and I think this will wind up being a steal in a PPR format. So listen, I know this one ran a lot long, but where else are you going to get a chance to get the insight from so many amazing guys that, that do so much good stuff? And apparently I'm, I'm back on the clock, but at any rate, I am Memphis, he is Jerry, and on behalf of all these guys, remember, we're all just out here trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We will see you back here next week.